If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following program is rated TV MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. to talk scary to me. Uh, thank you guys so much for your understanding on uh, the episode not airing last week. We were so heartbroken that we I weren't know. able to do it. I really did I actually did. miss listening to one of these I episodes. I know, I did. I had everything planned. It was like a, a specific, it was like I had all these things that day that I wanted to talk about yeah. and then, yeah, bam, yeah. boom. Unfortunately, I got COVID and I was, I was down, you were, man. You, you were fucked. I was, I, yeah, like my, my O2 went down to like 88 for yeah. a few days. And I was going to send you an oxygen machine. Oh yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. My, my, my chest still feels like I'm recovering. What's really bad is I, I feel like I have like vertigo. Right. Like it's like Everything in, and out, in. in and out. Yeah. It's, it's really, really terrible. Um, but, uh, luckily I was okay, but it's, I mean, you, man, how are your little babies? They're okay now. Yeah, thank God. That dude. was horrific. I was so, I, I, I felt like helpless. <sighs> I wanted to do something. Oh my God. You know? I'm just glad that one didn't have it as bad as the other. So yeah. if they both had it the way Carter had it, it would have been absolutely awful. But it was crazy. Cause I'd like, I, I, I watched one of your live streams yeah, and it was seemed okay. like they were fine. It was okay. And then just boom, just crashed. Just wow. fucking crashed. I mean, and 103, five on average every four hours. It would just, it was like in the middle, in midnight bath and four o'clock bath, you know, eight o'clock in the morning bath. It was like, I just couldn't, I couldn't keep him out of a cool bath because his temperature was so high. See, so I know it's, in, it's different for kids. I mean, are, are doctors more worried about it um, with kids now? They didn't seem to be 
that worried. Yeah, I was wondering why he wasn't like... He wasn't having issues breathing. It was a fever. The fever's fighting an infection, you know, trying to boost its immunity. And, and that was it. They were like, just keep, you know, keep tabs on the fever and lots of fluids, lots of rest. And there's really nothing that they can do. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just try to keep him out of the ER, keep him out of anything unless it was, God forbid, you know, yeah. if he ran 104 or something, it's like, but the poor baby was like shivering and shaking and, you know, mommy, I need you. And oh. I slept with a mask for five days next to him. I mean, at N95, it's like my ears, oh, my man. my ears still yes. hurt oh. from the straps. Oh, you poor thing. I didn't get it though. So I got the flu. Yeah. So I don't, he might've had the, they call it the uh, flu Rona. Okay. So he might've had the flu and the coronavirus. Okay. That's what I feel like I had. You probably did. Or I had like the OG, like I yeah. had the OG COVID. The original. I, I did. Yeah. I wasn't even cool enough to get the new kind. I got, I got, I got the fucking, <laughs> ret- you know, the oldie. I'm glad it's over though. Dude, you got too. it. Me you too. know what it is. It's done. You're vexed. You're, you know, you're, you're, you've got the natural immunity now and but my it's kids like too. But it's making me a little worried because it seems like more kids are getting it now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but, it's, it, but now- it's okay. Herd immunity, you know, yeah. you're going to have to get it. It's yeah. like when you're, you're going to, you're, you know, when your kids start school, like I remember when my kids first started going to uh, uh, daycare mm-hmm. and they were in the doctor's office like once a month one, or every two weeks. And the doctor was like, this is a good thing. Okay. This is a good thing. You want, okay. like, it's okay. They get sick because it builds their immunity, their, you know, their immune system. Yeah. So it's yeah. totally normal for them to get sick all the okay, time. Okay, great. But great. as a mom, you're like, oh my God, this yeah. is not supposed to happen, but it is. So, mm. so I think, I think I have that right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good to know when I do have a kid that I'll just be like, yeah, go play in the dirt. Eat that dirt. <laughs> yeah, eat that eat bug. It. Eat everything. That's Lick right. everything. That's like the problem. The toilet. <laughs> we're, our kids are masked with hand sanitizer. No, you know, and it's like that you're, we're just fucking ourselves. Yeah. So it's interesting because like, I mean, we, we've, we're talking about this a little bit before, but you were saying that your kids are, that's all they're going to know is masks. Yeah, that's it. Because they're so young. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. Like being like, that's going to be a significant thing in, in their, I mean, do you remember up? getting on an airplane before without having to go through security? No. Do you remember that time? No. When you can do, when people could meet you at the gate? No. Right. It wasn't that long ago. That's crazy. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. I mean, you, you were a teenager. Yeah. So, and you just, there's no recollection. I don't remember not going through a security, you know, a, a detector yeah. and not being able to, being able just to like bring your, your liquids on the plane. It is so weird how fast things yeah. happen. Yeah. I remember a kid, a kid came up, came up to me and I, I was, I was, you know, I was telling them about, you know, having a beeper and I think we've talked about this before, a beeper and like, yes. you'd have to go fucking find a phone booth <laughs> yes. and they would be everywhere. And the the kid was just shut. There was, there was phones on the sidewalks, like everywhere. Like, oh my yeah. God. They're like, but, so you would put money like, like, and you, it was yeah. like, they had never, I was like, well, how is that crazy? Getting lost for an audition, yeah. trying to find a payphone to pull over to call your manager <laughs> to, call your to be manager like, how do I? You used to call 411 for directions. That was like the coolest thing when information, <laughs> yeah. by the way, 411, you guys, was we used to call on a phone. Uh-huh. Somebody would like give you a phone number of who you were looking for or or when they started doing directions yeah. or movie time or movie, you know, movie phone. Dude, like, I called that number so many times that I would know the person. Oh, hey, Amy. Hey, Amy. So I'm fucking <laughs> lost again and I need to get to this Barbie shoot commercial 
commercial. Okay. I need to get here. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, let's talk about good stuff. Yeah. So we're all healthy and alive and great. I hope everyone out there got through whatever they, the flu, Corona, whatever the fuck's been going around. I hope everyone's good Yes. and gotten getting through it. And, uh, and you're listening to us and you're going to, we're going to, I don't know, talk dirty to you. Yeah. Let's talk some dirty. Let's talk dirty and then we'll oh, talk scary. All righty here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. A question I have for the podcast is why do you think people develop fetishes, Ooh. Danielle? Ooh. Why do you think people develop fetishes? And hmm. is it wrong? Oh, no. No. Of course no. not. Let me just get that one off the bat. Wrong. No fetish is wrong. Who, None. who, who makes the rules, by the way? Who's to say what's right and what's wrong, right? True, true, true. I mean... Your mama. Your mom. <laughs> your, your mama your when mama. she raises you. <laughs> God, my mom. I don't want to put my mom in fetishes. By the way, my mom told me that I can't talk about her on the podcast anymore. <gasps> Actually, she didn't tell me. She told my sister to tell me. She still hasn't told me that she's listened to it or heard anything about it, but she's her feelings are hurt and she's embarrassed and she doesn't want my friends to think negatively of her. So I'm talking about her again right now oh, while shit. I'm saying that I'm not going to talk okay, about her again. But so. it's like it's a, it's OK. I, I get know. it. I get it. I, I, I get it. I Wait, get before it. we get into the fetishes, speaking yes. of listening to the podcast and, and maybe insulting or hurting people's feelings. Yes. Uh, let's, let's talk, talk about, about some of the comments that we that we got um, should, based we on. Pull up some of these comments. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Which which I mean, do you want to explain? Um, okay, so so we started. Obviously, we've we've all been we've been naughty and very honest with how we feel about things. So we just started um, posting like little video clips for our podcast, so people that don't listen to us yet get an idea of what the show's about. And we added in the true crime element. So we started to post that, and then we're like, well, let's keep mm-hmm. you know sh- making sure everybody knows that we're still doing what we were doing before. That it didn't just become a true crime podcast, and. Um, and we got a lot of really like kind of odd feedback about mm-hmm. a little social clip that my dear friend Scout and I uh, had a comment about men taking the leadership role in the bedroom mm-hmm. once in a while and how, how I mean, that was the intention, what a turn on that is for us. And it got a little bit fucking twisted. Yeah, I, I think it was twisted because of, yeah, like you said, we just we just posted that clip. And yeah. hadn't listen to the entire podcast, but I also thought it was kind of interesting. It was. I learned a lot. To get men's perspective. I mean, we're all learning here. Yeah. So I, I never realized that maybe men, when they're, 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 you know, growing up with this sort of thought with how to treat women, what's the right, what's wrong. Yeah. You know, there's, how there's do you a do lot that? of that. There's yeah. a lot of that. So and I mean, I'm sure a lot of men didn't have their dads too. Exactly. You know, and if their dads are around, they're not like teaching them how to approach the woman about mm-hmm. how to make the move. Mm-hmm. They're barely talking to them about where their dick goes. You know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting that a, a man could have that perspective in no matter what the relationship is. But I mean, I don't think we were saying like someone that you, you first meet or someone, Yeah, you know, we were saying someone like that you're comfortable with or yeah. that you've been in a relationship with for a long time. So if you guys didn't hear last week's episode, basically, I think verbatim, I said, yeah, just pull, pull my pants on and put my head through the wall. Yeah. And then you said, <laughs> like, I don't want to have to bug my junk up into you. To, yeah, like, to, and then to you said, your, just, what did you say? Just pull your dick out. Pull your dick out. Pull your dick, pull your dick out. Pull your dick out. I was meeting my, I was meeting a, bo- a boyfriend, a, a yeah. husband, I was meaning, you know, it, when you're in a long-term relationship and the sex kind of like whittles away, do what, something spontaneous. What, what can you do? Yeah, yes. Right? Not always the woman having to make the first move, which right. kind of feels like it sometimes. Yes. Um, 
And that was what I was saying. And that it was sexy if um, my man just pulled out his dick and wanted it. I mean, he can just pull it out and like swing it around and <laughs> like a helicopter. Be, yes. And you have can you ever like, witnessed that? <laughs> yes. Have you? <laughs> yes. Have you? Like like a partner? I've 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 like I want, so ridiculous. I like want to witness that because I've never witnessed it in my <laughs> so, life. <laughs> so stupid. Or maybe I want to like like one day you know like Freaky Friday or or Wish Upon a Star switch into a, someone's a man's body just so I could do that. Yes. I just want to. Do I would that. do more than that if I was switched into a man's body. Oh yeah, I would have a lot of sex with you. Yes. Daniel. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> like D, I am a man. <laughs> I think I think your husband would be okay with this. But we I need to figure out what this is like. <laughs> okay, oh you God. just took me by surprise. <laughs> um. So 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 one thing we learned from from the comments, you know, read, read. Do you have any of the comments you can read just so uh, people understand? You know, there's, there's like a lot of there's like a a lot of. Uh, I think it was a lot of like women, like we people feeling like, well, we like women kind of made that hard for men because men don't know what to do now. I mean, there's a lot of like Me Too movement and, you know, sexual harassment and like, how do you, how do you navigate that? And it's really tricky. Yeah. A lot of people are just saying, don't blame men, you know, like just don't blame us. It's not our fault. It's not our fault. That we're not the aggressor. We're not, we've been told not to. And you know, it's, it's, it's a slippery slope. So we get it. We understand. You know, it's respect goes both ways. Yeah. It goes man and women. Respect goes both ways. So we, we, we don't want to shy upon that with men, you know? Yeah. I I know that women overstep their fucking boundaries a lot with like the stories that I hear sometimes with, with some of my guy friends, I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I can't even imagine. There like, was this through. girl. There was this girl that I was hooking up with when I was de- I Okay, I'll tell you this little story, oh, and then we'll talk about um, fetishes. Um, I was dating this chick. Her name was Christy. Not really dating, and I wasn't doing. I wasn't dating. I was just like making out with her all the time. Okay, you know, one of the, the hot lesbians with the mohawk, you yeah. know, blonde hair, wearing a suit with big boobs, typical tattooed, whatever. Like big that's boobies. just my type. Right. Um, and uh, I had a. Tw- oh God, how old was I? Twenty. Nine, I think. And I was dating this actor named Jeremy Renner. Okay. And I ah! had this birthday party. And um, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and I'm just sure <laughs> Wait, first look, of all, you can't just go over that. <laughs> How was that? Interesting. I have a lot of stories about that. But oh, anyway. Okay. Um, so I was dating Jeremy and we had this birthday party at this place called The Dime right down the street. You're actually on Fairfax. Um, actually, when I told that story about me hiding in the tree yeah um at that hotel yeah. i was seeing this guy i was going to hook up with that guy andy who owned the dime that is right here anyway it's all a full, mishmash, circle. full circle you just mished you oh my god so anyway so i was at the dime had my birthday jeremy was there it was we had such a great time and this chick christy obviously was like knew i was with dudes but like hanging out with her because it was fun not because okay. i wanted to just date her yeah and she straight up was like you need to come into the bathroom with me so I'm there with Jeremy, like obviously with him, and she take me into the bathroom to fully get it on in the bathroom. Pick me up, put me on the counter, like try and take my clothes off. She just but did like, you needed- know that that was happening? Did you know that that was going to happen? I mean, I had a feeling. Okay, like what am I going in the but bathroom you just said with that her for? You it's just like think a single that was stall, super aggressive. Well, fuck yeah, yeah. 
She was like, I'm going to piss on my territory right now. Yeah. I'm going to take you in the bathroom, even though I'm here. Yeah, I think that is hot. And what, hot as fuck, right? Yeah, I'm like, what? No. I was like, okay. oh my God. Like drinking, you know, in the bathroom, like up on the counter and going like, what is going on? This is the best birthday ever. <laughs> you know, oh like my God. you're getting both. You've got all your friends. You've got the girl in the bathroom. you got the guy when you go home. So I'm um, trying to think if I've ever, if I've ever had that experience of like when dating a man and then also like hooking up with the female. I don't think I have. kind of getting like. Because the women is usually the, the yeah. for me, like oh. women were way more aggressive. Way more aggressive. Yeah. I think that's where I kind of learned my, how to be so aggressive, yeah. why I'm very aggressive in the bedroom. But you're not aggressive with your man. Yeah, I am. When we get, when we get to it, when we get to it, but like, but you still want him to initiate. Yeah. Yeah. And then right. like, it's still a girl. You don't want to be the dom. Yeah. I'm still a girl. Yeah. Right, I, I right. You know, I think because like, and, and we've talked about this when I'm with women, I, I, I do play that role. I'm right. the aggressor. I'm the one who's taking care of you. I'm the one who's, you know, like essentially like I'm I'm just that dom person. So when I'm with a man, I like to not be that yeah. that person. Yeah. Because it's like a front that you put on. It's of really course. hard to be right. that. It right. really is. Like props to you fucking dudes. <laughs> I even said that to my, my guy um, today. I was like. Wow, you do really do a lot for me. Like you do Aww. so much for me. Oh, that's so And sweet. you like do it like willingly. Like there's like no effort. You just right. like if I need anything, you just, you go. You, like even well, maybe before he I, loves you, and that's what like, people are I supposed know, to do when so they love nice. you. It's just so nice. Fucking parentified children. This is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> take care of your parents. You know, oh, you're like, God. wait, you're gonna take care of me. I know. <laughs> you know. Or, but you my think- mom, my mom took care of me. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's oh, good. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Fetishes. 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 Um, I think it's a brain wiring thing. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know there's like, there's like a, you'd have to look it up. I don't have my computer with me today. I couldn't find it in, uh, amongst all the shit that's buried in my house right no, now. No, the wife, Wi-Fi. Oh my Sorry. God. Um, I think it's a, yeah, I know there's like a certain, I, I think if I, maybe I'm wrong, there's a certain connection with like feet and sex organs and like there's, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's like, okay. a, yeah. it's like a, a yeah. actual brain yeah. Thing. Yeah. I would agree with you. Is there any sort of fetish that you that you have or that you're comfortable with sharing? That well, we have not already, <laughs> not already shared. Um a fetish of no. yours that we haven't already shared? <laughs> not really. Um No, I don't really I haven't really I mean, I just like watching other people have sex. Okay. Like that turns me Where on. Where do you think that stemmed from? Oh, fuck it. I don't know. Hey guys, I'm the psychiatrist over here for Danielle Harris. <laughs> um, so Danielle, where do you think that stems from but in I'll, your childhood? If I went to you and you talk like that as my therapist, <laughs> I'd fire you. <laughs> really? That didn't do it for you? No, it did not do oh, it for okay. me. Okay, all right. All um, right. I'd be like, you have a really high voice. You're stuck in some emotional, like childhood <laughs> traumatic thing. You know that why? You didn't from. It's because, sorry guys, I, I'm, I'm, I'm working on this animated uh, uh, show, so I'm, I'm doing Doing a lot of weird voices yeah. with my with my voice. Um, I, I would have to agree with you. I, I think I think it, it I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, I think it definitely stems from from some sort of development of things that you witnessed or mm-hmm. um, I I What's your fetish? Do you have know, a fetish? I'm trying to think if I have a fetish. I thought that I had a fetish okay. by watching certain things. Okay. Like like being manhandled. I thought that oh. was a fetish of mine because you see it so much. Okay. You know, on TV and I think I, I did. I, I you know, when watching porn as a young right, as right. a young adult. So that so what's your when when you go to you porn or whatever your porn of choice uh is, what's what do you type in? Like do you have a a, a 
one specific category that's like, this is what you want to watch? It's it's always usually women. But is there a specific? Yeah, it's it's like, it, it is. It's like when a woman is like, dominant over another woman like 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 where you can yeah you want to be dominated yeah yeah yes i do danielle by a by a woman <laughs> by or a, a man but yeah anybody yeah it's i don't know there's something like that's attractive about in that. a relationship you want to be dominated let's clear it up in, in a, a relationship. relationship or whoever you're dating that Just you're giving a, permission in, to, in whoever, to do it yes yes when you're giving the cues yes Yes, but then it's also fun to be the dominant one as well. I I I like um, my feet. I like like that's a lot. Like when my my guy massages my feet all the time, and that can lead to fucking hanky panky in a oh second. Oh my god, that makes the hair on the back of my head stand up. Really? Back of my head, back of my neck, back of your neck, back of my neck. Yeah, that's you don't like your feet. You don't like my feet. Touch. I mean, I like a massage from yeah, you know. massage. I'm not talking about like no, like, no, but that definitely doesn't make me want to like. Oh, really? Oh, no. Oh, like the thought of like so even good. like licking my feet or, oh my God. Oh, ew, I'm not talking about that. No, I mean, anything dude. like, no, uh-uh, don't, I'm not into the feet. Oh, no, I love feet. Yeah, like just like Ugh. massage. But but some people, you know, I was, oh, I'm not going to say the name. I was, I was, um, actually, I was at a. Wait, uh, you're not going to say the name. I, I was, because I'm going to tell a story. Okay. I was at a pool party one day and this rapper who was very well known, um, we were, Swimming around and I, you know, I have pretty feet Mm -hmm. and he kept like, you know, we were drinking a little bit and he kept like swimming to me and trying to grab my feet. Hmm. Like, like, and then he would just be holding my feet and I was just like, what are you doing? You know, and he's like, oh, like, yeah, completely. And he was just like, you just have the most magnet. And then he started putting my feet like on his face and I was like, oh. I was like, sir, it is like, yeah, I was like, it is noon. (laughs) It is noon. I don't know what you're on. I don't know what you're on. I I really respect you as a human being, but I'm going to take my feet back now. Oh, my God. And I just got out of the pool and I was just like, what the fuck was that? Will you tell me who that was? I will tell you later. No, you got to share. I I can't share that. What? I cannot share that. It's not like he like did something weird. No, but I just like, I don't want to like put his trash out there. I'm sorry. That's the only person I like. That's the only person that I because I, I I really love him. I respect him, and I'm gonna work with him in on something very soon. Okay. So. All right. All right. Not. But I'm not gonna let you get away with telling stories and not telling names anymore because okay, I okay, spill okay. the tea. You do all spill the, the tea. Time. You do spill the tea. Okay. So fetishes. So fetishes. So yeah. This is an interesting one. Um, Hi, Scout and Danielle. This is from Courtney. Uh, I am a big fan of both of you, and I look forward to seeing Scout on at Spooky LA this year. I have a horror-related question. I heard of Shelley Duvall's experience on mm. The Shining, and I was wondering if the horror movies you both have, have done affected you mentally and or mo- emotionally and how they affect you. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, have they affected you? You you know the the scene that you and I did together. Yeah. Um. When when I find you um in in Halloween two when I find you and you're naked and you have a bunch of fucking stab wounds mm-hmm. all over you and the whole the whole you know bathroom is covered in blood yeah. and and yeah I I don't think you realized how much I looked up to you and how much I admired you and how much I really wanted to be your friend (laughs) (laughs) or like, you know, you were like an older sister to me. I really, really 
that really fucked me up for a bit. So it's because we had a relationship. Yes. That it, that it got to you. So it isn't the, the, the journey that the character takes in the movies that you do. It has to be, you have to have a connection. I have to have a connection with the person. And then, okay. Yes. So that, that, Courtney, that's answering your question. I've never had an experience, you know, like finding a role. Have you done many movies where you're finding your friends murdered? Or is it yeah. just you? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Or I'm murdering them. Yeah, yeah but that's <laughs> different. Like you murdering somebody or you running from someone. It's usually like you and the killer, right? I know yeah. for me, it's me and the killer. Like I don't usually have emotional scenes where I'm, 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 I mean, I guess you're finding your friends, but it's like it's one second. Like for me, like I, I'm thinking of like this movie I did called uh, See No Evil 2 where I'm, I'm finding them dead, but it's so quick and you're just like that reaction mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, in real life it wouldn't, you would be, it would be much different than yeah. what you can do, but you're like, how do I, how do you do that? How do you do it so fast, you know? And yeah. then you're like all of a sudden, then the killer pops out and then you're like having to run around the corner and then you just have to shake off that you just saw your friend yeah. murdered, you know? So I, I haven't really had the, that experience where I've had to sit with it emotionally, but I think doing, there's definitely been some, some movies where I've had a hard time shaking off, um, being manhandled, mm. you know, I did a movie called shiver with John Jarrett, who I love. Um, and I had this really intense scene where he's trying to rape me. Um, and I'm like, you know, tied up in the, in the bedroom in this like shack of his, but he can't get it up. And he's like angry at himself and yelling and screaming. And he's yelling at me because he can't get aroused to rape me. Mm. And it was so, it was just so intense. intense. It was so intense and it was freezing and it was in Portland and I was like half dressed and it was just horrible that I had a really hard time kind of leaving set and like going back to the trailer and, and it was, I'm sure harder for him to do it because he's got daughters, you know? So, um, I remember when I was younger, I did this movie of the week called don't touch my daughter with Victoria principal and Paul Servino and, uh, oh shit. What's his name? Um, God, I'm blanking on his name right now. Anyways, a a well-known actor. And he was having a, all he had to do was like, try to grope me in the car. It was like a movie of the week for ABC, try to grope me in the car. And I, screamed against the window and, uh, I was 12, I think. And, uh, uh Banks, his last name is Banks. Um, he was having a, a very, very difficult time. I mean, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, if I now, could play that now. role and, 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 and to have to do that to somebody. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, I, I'm a woman, so maybe, I, you know, yeah. less likely chance I will get a role where I will have to rape somebody or mm-hmm. molest somebody, but you never know. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to kind of take it on. I don't, yeah. I don't know if I could, if I could, ha- what that would do to me, how that would affect me. I'd ha- that really kind of depends I on- I wonder, that would be very interesting. I mean, I mean, to see you play something like that, but yeah, I know that would be very, very tough. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to, because to yeah. I think that would sit with me for a while. Yeah. I don't know how your body shakes that stuff off. Should we go on to some crime here? Wait, let's, can I can I bring up one fun sex question that we got, and yeah. then we'll go on to crime just yeah, to kind of lighten sure. it up before we yeah, get heavy sure, again? Because yeah. uh, you know, um, I I got this, and let me let me see if I could find it. Um, mm-hmm. It was someone that uh, was in a relationship and really wanting to be a bottom and wanted to know how to ease themselves into being a bottom because it was very difficult for them. What? And I was like, how do I? How, give? Is, this, how is it difficult? Wait, what? They 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 wanted to, they can't do it. Huh? They really want to. So they want to. So they can't. They're always on they top, and they want to be on bottom. They can't really. Like they, they have a problem chill. with control. They have oh. a problem with like. Ooh, I wonder. That's if, what it I is. I wonder if she has any like he. 
he, okay, I wonder if there was any incident in his oh, maybe, childhood. Maybe, 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 maybe. That it sounds oh. like he can't. Oh, he can't. Maybe oh, it's triggering you something. You know, I, I, you know, I, 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 we've talked about this, you know, with my sexual abuse when I was a kid yeah. and, and what that's done to me in my sex life. It, 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 it caused a dilemma with any, like letting people go down there. Mm. Like it was, it was a control. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I like, right. didn't want to like right, right. let go of the control that I had over my own body. Right. Um, you know, of course, so maybe that might've been yeah. it. Or, or or maybe he just feels like a man needs to be like, you know, he thinks that that's little like. I think it just has to be ta- maybe talked through and done with like compassion. Yeah. And not in like an aggressive sexual way that, I mean, they can get there after there's trust. Yeah. You know, I mean, up the booty is okay, but you got to have like trust. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like yeah. Up the know, booty is okay. okay. You just got to like, <laughs> and yeah, and, and only on your birthday. Anyway. <laughs> And the holidays. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm getting my Reese's peanut butter cup okay. while you tell me something <clears throat> scary. Talk yeah, scary to talk me, scary Scout. To talk well, scary to I'm me. I'm going to um, bring in this case because the reason I'm talking about this case is because it's the first case that I remember seeing as a little girl and watching my dad um watch this on the TV. And I remember, cause I was her age. I just discovered that we were the exact same age. Um, for those of you that are listening for first time, Scout's dad is a mortician in a corner. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, he like forensic files and all that shit. And like, it was always on like cases. Like that was like kind of what we watched at, at dinner time while eating McDonald's. Um, so I remember the John Benet Ramsey case. Yeah. Do you remember this case? Of course I do. Yeah. I was a beauty pageant kid. Yes. Which I want to mm-hmm. talk about. So it's been 20 years since her death and it's That's still it. Unsolved. Only yeah. 20 years? Yes. But let me refresh your memory on the case. So JonBenet was uh, six years old when she was reported missing in uh, Boulder, Colorado on December 26, 1996, after her family reported finding a ransom note asking for $118,000. So odd. odd. number. Odd number to be asking for. Uh, Family members were John, Patsy, and Burke Ramsey. Yeah. Now, when officers arrived, the parents told them that they had swept the house, but as police began their search, the father, John found the little girl in the basement yeah. all of a sudden. Uh, jo- uh, found the little girl in the basement. JonBenet had been beaten, strangled, and was found with tape over her mouth and her yeah. hands tied together with a cord. <laughs> there were also some signs of sexual assault. Oh, God. However, Boulder detectives did a poor job of preserving the evidence and actually allowed John Ramsey to disrupt the crime scene by removing his daughter's body from the basement, though he had been told to leave everything where he had found it. He picked her up, carried the body upstairs, removed a piece of tape from the child's mouth, and placed her down. He even covered her up with a throw blanket, further destroying vital physical evidence. Fuck, I mean, I would have done the same thing. Would you have done the same yes, thing? Yes, if my baby was in a basement fucking tied up with, t- with tape on his yeah, mouth, wrapped yeah, up, yeah. I would, before I even made a phone call, I <laughs> would, my baby it, would be is upstairs. Is not a little weird that he had already, they said that they had already looked everywhere? That they had already looked the house, and as soon as the police got there, he ran to the fucking basement. There's the first thing he did is run to the basement and then found her. You know, I don't so, know. So, with no signs of an intruder, suspicion quickly fell on Jamine's parents. Obviously, now, okay, this is what makes me so intrigued about this case is that there's so many fucking suspects. Yeah, there's been so many. 
during, and it, it continues. There's so many. So, um, let me, uh, let me begin with the investigation. So the ransom note seemed suspicious to authorities. Not only did the, um, not, not only did it strangely, strangely sp- specify the amount of ransom, 118, which matched the exact amount of John Ramsey's bonus from his employer. Also, the paper that the ransom note had been written on was paper found in the ransom home. And oh, yeah, I remember that. The note also was like unusually like long and wordy. It was like two and a half pages. Mm-hmm. Like I remember what that. fucking what? Yeah, what, I was taking the time to do that. Wh- who, who has time to do that? Yeah. <clears throat> so, first suspect, the father, obviously. Yeah. The fact that he moved the body from the crime scene so fast and went to the basement as soon as the police. Um, got there, which now you're saying that that's exactly probably what you would have done. I mean, I would have grabbed my baby before I even made a phone call. Okay. Also, a detective on the scene claims to have overheard John Ramsey making arrangements to fly the family to Atlanta, Atlanta, just hours after the murder. He was ready to just go, bolt, get out of there. That's weird. Uh, Detectives just described his behavior as odd. But later, John was cleared of the murder in 2008 um, over DNA development. Now, another suspect was the mother. Uh, It's been speculated that while cleaning up yet another one of John Bonet's bedwetting accidents, which are said to have occurred frequently, Ramsey flipped a switch and slammed the little girl's head against the side of a hard, blunt surface like a bathtub. Okay. Second, John Bonet was found with rope around her neck, which had been fashioned out of a paintbrush taken from Patsy's paint kit that lay nearby. Third, Patsy says she discovered, she's the one who discovered the two and a half page ransom note on the spiral staircase that led to the basement where John Bonet's body was found. Mm-hmm. So, like, right there. Um, some have speculated that Patsy wrote the note herself in a moment of panic after realizing what she had done to John Bonet. But the handwriting and an, an analysis, though convincing, were eventually found to be inconclusive. Uh, and Patsy hmm. in 2008 was cleared due to DNA development, but she died 13 years. Um, she died battling a 13 year of cancer, hmm. which that was me. I always thought it was the mom. They never separated these two. Two, yeah, in the beginning of the investigation, and it's they thought the th- it, they had they had an I- issue with the brother too. Yes, so the third Burke, the older brother, yeah. So he was protected by the parents during the whole investigation, but after CBS aired mm. the case of John Benet Ramsey, mm-hmm. did you watch? this? I did. Yeah, I haven't seen this. Okay, so the CBS team set up a compelling theory. Forensic investigator Spitz's review of John Bonet's autopsy included a perfectly rectangular defect that he suspected came from a blow to the little girl's head with a blunt, heavy flashlight seen in a photo on the kitchen counter in the crime scene photos. He claimed the flashlight fit the eight and a half inch gash in her skull to perfection. However, no trace evidence of either John Bonet nor Burke was found on the flashlight. Now, the flashlight became even more suspicious when tied to the pineapple scenario, a theory that suggested John Bonet had taken a slice of fruit from Burke's late night snack found on the dining room table. An undigested piece of pineapple was found in John Bonet's autopsy, leading him to strike her with a nearby flashlight out of anger. Lastly, 
the wound of John Bonet's back, stomach, during uh, uh, back, which was um, which previously was assumed that it was a stun gun, but were consistent with the edges of one of Burke's toy uh, train tracks, which mm. Spitz suggested may have been used by Burke to poke his sister's unconscious body for a response, and he suggests that. Parents found it and covered it up for yeah, the brother. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. My, my spotty sense says they're all involved. That's why they can't pinpoint one. Yeah. However, Burke shot back immediately after the special aired, and he sued Spitz for 150 million. 150 million. He didn't win, did he? Uh, I think it's still going on. I think <laughs> it's still going on. Um, but the DNA has cleared him. Uh, so the, there's also there's also the the convicted pedophile that lived in the area that uh, that had right, 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 I remember that that had like a cutout of John John Benet Ramsey's backpack in 2000 and he also confessed to a close friend um, during the time that he had hurt a little girl and what was also so unsettling is how the knots were done that strangled John Benet were similar to those that he used in an instant where he uh, attempted to choke his mother out. But DNA cleared him too. Cleared him too. <laughs> so is DNA just clearing people, but not D- finding yeah, anybody? Yeah, DNA is just clearing people. But this is super interesting, which I found it was Mark uh, Mark Carr in 2006. Um, he was a school teacher. He was arrested after confessing to the murder. So mm. he was arrested in Thailand. He um, who who was he to the who was he involved in? Like how is so, he involved in so, it? So the now 51-year-old initially brought himself into the mess by reaching out to University of Colorado Boulder professor named Michael Tracy over emails in regards to a documentary Tracy was making on the case. Okay. Once those emails took a disturbing turn, revealing the grown man, his sexual fascination mm-hmm. with John Bonet, he reported it to the police. So Carr's confession involved a series of dire, diary entries allegedly written from the scene of the crime. In one dramatic account, Carr recalls strangling John Bonet in a love game gone wrong. And he like goes on to like, you know, writing close your eyes, pretty girl, I love you, John Bonet. Like weird fucking this shit. Does his handwriting match the ransom note? So they just say that his DNA just doesn't match. And yeah. so they released him. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I but you what, know, there's some crazy people that like confess to murdering someone that they don't, that they didn't have anything yeah. to do with. Yeah. So it's just what, what is fascinating about me about this case. A, it was the first one I fucking remember, but mm. also like there's so many fucking cases. I mean, it, you know, there's a housekeeper, there's the town Santa, there's right, like all right, these fucking right. things. But as of December 2021, the evidence has included uh, the analysis of nearly 1,000 DNA samples. Oh. The BPD, Major Crimes Unit, has received reviews or investigated more than 21,600 tips, letters, and wow. emails. And detectives have traveled to 19 states to interview or speak with more than like 2,000 individuals. And they still can't And they still it can't out. fucking figure it out. It stresses me out because I want to know. Yeah. I, like this was, I, I always think about this case yeah. from time to time. Yeah. I'm just like, how the fuck do we not know? How do we not know? How? That case was so bizarre. Yeah. So bizarre. It was everywhere. It was everywhere. It's still everywhere. And the way that it was done, how right. how she was at the house, right. the ransom note, the, the par- like the parents, right. it's just odd. It's an odd case. Yeah, yeah. it's. I, I mean, I, I, I hope that in our lifetime they're able to figure out who done it. Mm-hmm. Just to give let this little girl rest. Yeah, me too. Me too. 
I think. Then do you believe in karma? I mean, yeah, I do believe in karma. It's, 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 I do. It's going to have to, it's, it'll come back. Who did you think when you, when you were, I mean, I thought the mom. Yeah, I think, I think, I think it was the brother on accident. I think it was the brother on accident. And I think the, you know, what would you do? You know, I I asked, I asked my fucking boyfriend this all the time. Like, what if your kid, like, you know, accidentally, like, or what would you, would you cover it up? Would you take him to the police? God, that's a really good question. My kids, my boys beat the shit out of each other all the time. Um, I I don't know. Listen, I'm I'm so a type that it's like, but I'm like ferociously protective. But I I would probably do right by by being honest about it, and then it just whatever has to happen has to happen. Yeah, as much as you can protect them. Yeah, that's it. You know. Well, shit, this fucking episode went... Oh, girl. Yeah, yeah. I can't stand kids in beauty pageants. I think it's a big, big no-no. I'm sure I'll get a lot of people like, I love my kids in beauty pageants, but I was a beauty pageant kid. I think it's, like, horrific. Yeah, I can't imagine. Even though I I did watch um, toddlers and tiaras religiously. Yeah, I know. I did, too, just to see how (laughs) fucked up everybody is. The mothers are crazy. It's the mothers. It's the mothers that I'm entertained with. Me me too. But then I realize, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm supporting the mom. And then now I'm supporting what the fuck they did to the kids These mentally. Kids. Yeah. It's awful. Oh, let me see you as, as a five-year-old in a bathing suit. Yeah. I mean, I've got photos of me as, in bathing suits. Like, ugh, it's just not okay. Damn. Yeah. It's crazy. I had a great time though. I'm doing pageants in the eighties. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was different back then. Oh I loved God, doing that. I would that. love to have seen you oh, in girl. pageants. I will give you some, I'll show you some pictures. Oh, do you have video? Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Maybe we'll play it in this clip. Do you know, uh, maybe, maybe, <laughs> right maybe we now. won't. My talent for the talent portion of it, what? mind you, I lived in Florida at the time that yeah. I was doing these, um, was clogging. Do you know what clogging is? Clogging? clogging. Like the, the shoes? The, the clo- <laughs> like clogging? Anyone that lives in the South will know what clogging is. It's like a type of tap dancing. Okay. So I was part of a group called the Barefoot Cloggers. And I would clog and it's like a tap shoe with like a loose tap. So it makes a really loud noise and wear like a big crinoline skirt and like do all this like clogger, clogger, clogger. Oh my God. I'd win all the time, girl. Oh, I'm going to see that. I'm going to see that. I need that. I need that. I hope there's justice for JonBenet Ramsey. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Tax security. See you next time. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. Every town has its dark history. Hometown Ghost Stories is a paranormal podcast that goes town to town all across the globe, exploring the world's most haunted places, tapping into the dusty archives and the darkest corners to bring you the most terrifying stories of real people and their harrowing experiences. Hometown Ghost Stories dives into the history of haunted locations and investigates why and how these places earned their terrifying reputation. Rob, Dave, and Jesse go live every Tuesday night after an uninterrupted documentary-style breakdown on the case, followed by an open discussion with live viewers. 
Subscribe today to listen to Hometown Ghost Stories on your preferred podcast platform or watch the video version on YouTube and now Spotify. Head on over to the Bloody FM Podcast Network and check out Hometown Ghost Stories if you're brave enough. (laughs) 